Hey guys, this will be a quick blog post uh, articulating some of my reflections on my my own little hometown uh, from this previous week. Hope you guys enjoy. Uh, this will mostly, uh, hopefully, be a shout out and appreciated uh, note and encouragement to my friends back home. Uh, but if you find some of this content useful, feel free to like, uh, subscribe, share. Uh, get it out there. I hope that these are uh, helpful biblical reflections on what we call home. Thanks. Missing Bozier. Introduction. Essential to covenantal Christian civilization is a deep appreciation for home, a love for the original communities which God in his sovereignty sets a person to live, grow, and appreciate. To reject this is to reject a fundamental aspect of God's design for what we call home. I grew up in a little place called Bossier City, Louisiana. Most around the country haven't heard of it, and if they have, it's for the casinos or the Air Force Base. Perhaps not preferred features of classic culture. Anyone who knew me growing up, especially my closest friends, could tell you I was a very driven individual. The, de the destination in sight being anywhere but Bozier. I was always making plans. I was always doing one thing after the other, participating in who all knows what, trying to find myself out of the place God put me. For this mission, friends took a back seat. Relaxation was an afterthought, and gratitude was acknowledged, but practically ignored. I was consuming all that the community had to offer me in order to abandon it, and maybe say thanks later. Perhaps now is that later. Because in hindsight, Bozier, in my nostalgic reflections at least, resembles more closely to Mayberry or the Shire than just some insignificant dot on a map. If I've learned anything from the gospel truth of scripture, it's that we so often take for granted the extraordinary nature of the ordinary. We often aspire for other worlds besides our own, which he has created beyond wonder. Lewis, Chesterton, and Tolkien really emphasize this to me, that the world around us is far more strange and wonderful than we realize, if we but look through the eyes of faith. Anything else results in a cold, stale, ingrate perspective that is never satisfied. I look now fondly upon Barksdale Boulevard, Airline Drive, ART Parkway, Uri Drive, and Sligo Road with wonder. For these were destined, before the foundation of the world, to be the roads I'd most regularly travel in in my youth. And so it is true with your hometown roads. I look now with wonder at Brookshire's Grocery Store, the Louisiana Boardwalk, Sonic, Holiday Lanes, the Century Tell Center, for those, of you, for those of you who remember that one, and other seemingly insignificant places, which form me more than I realized at the time. And so it is true for you and your hometown hotspots. I remember the beauty of the Red River and the lake at the Wildlife Refuge off the Teague and the bright lights of Preston Crown Over Stadium more clearly than I did with my own eyes then. And so it is true for the sights you took for granted from your hometown. What do we make of these things? Before answering that, I need to mention the most important feature of this hometown community, the people. Bozier is the kind of place where there's a church on every block and a comeback, a comeback waiting for you after each statement you utter. 
righteous, but zesty. The kind of place where from one set of knees to another, sitting side by side, going down a pew, you'd meet a plumber, a politician, a teacher, a lawyer, a store clerk, and a doctor. And you might not be able to tell the difference between any of them. The kind of place where no matter the neighborhood you came out of, the community was waiting for you to get on board and get to work. Equal opportunity and hard work. It's with profound honor that I now know my friends are carrying on that legacy. Those who I neglected, those who I didn't show as much appreciation for, those who I couldn't understand at times for their commitment to home. Whether they knew it or not, they were far wiser than I for a multitude of reasons. The principles they have lived out are commitment, contentment, and connectedness. And these are essential for Christian civilization. Commitment. Nomads don't build civilizations. Committed dwellers do. Particularly those Christians who covenant with one another as God covenants with us. As he says to us in Christ, quote, I will be your God and you will be my people. So these individuals say corporately to one another, I will be your neighbor and you will be my neighbor. Through thick and thin, rise and fall, challenge after challenge and year after year, those folks remain together. Such traits used to be admired in the West, but now are seen as archaic or unnecessary. I fell victim to this perspective. Quote, there's got to be more out there. There's got to be more excitement. We have forgotten the excitement of commitment. What, it, what is exciting is one man saying to one woman, for richer or for poorer, in sickness and in health, till death do us apart. I do thee wed. What's exciting is those two, having become one flesh, saying to their community, we will be with you for richer or for poorer, in sickness and in health, till death do us apart. We confuse excitement with immediacy. We, the Amazon Prime generation, who gets what they want in two days or less, have no concept of generational fruitfulness, where excitement looks like celebrating the holidays with your neighbors year after year where excitement looks like watching the decades go by together as all of your children are raised together and graduate to the next stages of their own lives. Excitement looks like waiting to see how else your generation might contribute to the leadership of the community. Excitement also looks like assessing the consequences. Excitement looks like confessing our sins and growing together in repentance over and over again through the years that we might see the success of the gospel in real time and space through the years. We can have none of these things without commitment. Contentment. I fell, I fell victim to the larger apple on the limb just at arm's length. The low-hanging low fruit, some would call it. The yearning cry within fallen man's heart that he must have more for less. The tendency to look at the greener pasture instead of tending to his own. Contentment is the jewel of Christian virtue, said our Puritan forefathers. How desperately we ought to teach this today. How desperately I could have benefited from it. A lack of sociological contentment looks like folks racing from one town to the other, from one institution to another, from one neighborhood to another. It also looks like the armchair quarterback, the one who physically remains in a community, but ideologically is far from it, who is apathetic to anything which does not immediately contribute to his own pleasure the one who sits by while everyone else works to build a community. Christian contentment, particularly in community, 
resist all of these things with the simple weapon of gratitude. Perhaps the quality I remember most vividly about my friends in Bossier is their smiles, for they were always wearing them. The pictures don't do it justice. They taught me joy as a lifestyle as opposed to a preference. They continue to live like this today, and it inspires me still. This is the jewel of contentment. Connectedness. Social media can go a long way. Phone calls can reach around the world and back. But none of these things beats, de- uh, beats down the street kind of connectedness. The kind of proximity that solves problems together with a shout over a fence. The kind of fellowship that is stretched by the width of the town, but is not broken by it. The kind of interaction that does not miss the value of a local sporting event, musical performance, city hall meeting, or cultural festival. Connectingness is the fruit of the previously described roots of commitment and contentment. Folks who covenant together and are faithful to do so will experience the God-intended state of affairs, his will done on earth as it is in heaven, where families are inseparably linked together, not pushed around as isolated units, where the foundation of faith brings leaven throughout the whole loaf, where folks can't help but be around one another. Such it will be in the resurrection. These and more were the lessons I've learned from our Lord as he had me reflect on even my little hometown. I suggest you do the same. To my friends, you know who you are. I want, to know, I want you to know how much I miss you and admire you. I admire, I admire where God has led you, how you all now are continuing to build upon a foundation which was in t- intentionally designed to glorify Christ and his people. Occupationally, you literally all help people, and I couldn't be more proud. Whether it's scrolling through photos or memories in my mind, it's pride and tears that swell as I can't help but feel utterly blessed for having known you and shared those times. I eagerly wait for more. I eagerly wait to see and hear more about all that Christ continues to do for you and through you for the communities your stakes are now in, namely, Bozier. We inevitably share this tie, and it's exactly how God intended it. By his grace and in his timing, I pray to see you all again sooner rather than later. Thank you all for the lessons you continue to teach me. So what now? I have no idea if the Lord will send me back to Bossier. Perhaps you think the same of your hometown. I regret nothing, as it all had to happen this way under his providence. Yet I do remember. I remember, appreciate, and seek to emulate that which I was blessed with. And so should you. Wherever you ultimately find yourself, take root. Plant your family firmly in that little town or raging metropolis and water the truths of the gospel richly upon your souls. In time, fruit will spring forth, which will bless your children and their children's children. For this is exactly what the gospel does. Thank you, Bozier. I pray nothing but the best for you, particularly you, Sobo. Hail to the red, hail to the white. Brothers in Christ, here's a quick word from the Stoic Christian Affiliates. Are you tired of struggling on your own to set goals and maintain accountability? Are you looking for a group of men who could push you in sanctification towards Christ our Lord daily? Do you want to learn from their wisdom, practice their techniques, and develop your own? If so, 
it's time to join the Stoic Christian Fellowship, where men are trained to become men of God. Click the link below, go to stoicchristian.com backslash fellowship backslash, or click the Stoic links on the Christus Rex blog page under the Learn More tab.